1: everybody, welcome in here to Spartan Stadium in East Lansing, Michigan. It was the site of a a beatdown. Ohio State 52-12, their return to action after last week's cancellation. The number four undefeated Buckeyes absolutely rolled. But there uh, are a lot of storylines to get into uh, on Rapid Reaction brought to you by Byers Auto because uh, Ohio State finally uh, revealed an availability report, and they had to show up here and play without three starting offensive linemen. The top tackle coming off the bench uh, was also out. Three-time captain, starting middle linebacker Tuff Boylan was out. Versatile, do-it-all defensive back. Josh Proctor was out. Ryan Day was out. Three other coaches were missing. Corey Dennis, uh, Greg Madison, Matt Barnes all here. You you add all this up and you think, I I was a little concerned for the Buckeyes and getting through it without that offensive line to start. And then they just go out. Really, no problems. Cruise through this one. uh, Win
0: by 40. Um, and get a lot of style points in the process. Well, style points are important apparently out there. Um, in 2020, they shouldn't be, but you know, it kind of goes back to what we said all week. As long as number one is on the field for Ohio State, everything else is kind of fixable. Um, certainly there are some issues. There are some question marks that are gonna come up. Harry Miller's uh, snapping the ball was a little bit uh, off. Let's just say that, but that, you know, I'm not gonna blame the kid. That's a tough situation to be put in. Um, the Buckeyes have a lot of depth, but it's being tested, and, that, and that's why they recruit at the level they do. It's why the Buckeyes are one of the top three or four programs in the country year in and year out because no one else in the country could withstand being down 17 scholarship players and come out and play probably their best game of the entire season.
1: Yeah, I think all of that focus will still be on the offensive line because we don't know exactly when uh, all those guys, Josh Myers, didn't play. Uh, you know, and we can't say for certain that Ohio State doesn't designate whether they're COVID nineteen situations or other injuries uh, or and contact been a, tracing. Yeah, or. Or, or contact tracing. So we don't know for sure what, when uh, Thayer Munford, Josh Myers, Nicholas Pete Petitfrere, uh, or potentially Paris Johnson could return for the Buckeyes. But that's, you know, that was compounded late in the game when Wyatt Davis left. I, I believe he headed to that tunnel over there on crutches. Um, that will have to be monitored as well because you're talking then about four starting offensive linemen that be missing. And Harry Miller is has started five games and now only one at center. Uh, as you said, it's not surprising that you get thrust into that position next year. But yeah. he's going to be the starting center in all likelihood. He'll have spring ball. He'll have you know training camp. He'll have some non-conference games. He's not been preparing to play center. Now that's not to make excuses for him because if he has to play next week against. Uh, Michigan or whoever else might need to step in if that's the situation you can't have those issues down Justin fields really saved him yeah. put some of those you know shortstop
0: skills to work uh, and he was absolutely phenomenal yeah and i want to be clear uh, being on the field for the game i could tell you that Wyatt was limping off the field but he was not on crutches at least not at the very unless he grab- grabbed grabbed them at the tunnel when they were so he was at least on his own power um, clearly uh, uh, an issue with uh, the left leg it looked like um, you know, for for Harry, for for um, Dewan Jones, for Max Ray, I mean, that's a guy who needs a lot of praise for today because he's not even a guy we've talked about no. over these last three years as, as like the next man up. And for Max to step in today and to be pretty good, I mean, not no holding penalties, no false starts, no nothing on the offensive line the entire game. Uh, that's pretty crazy when you think about the fact that this offensive line is in the position that it was put into and you know the defensive line. We had a handful of guys. Um, you know Tyler Friday who who didn't play, but then you get to see someone like Tyreek Smith play one of his best games. And again, the story of the year uh, outside of COVID nineteen. If COVID nineteen wasn't happening, <laughs> the story of the year is probably Haskell Garrett and his touchdown. I mean, the Buckeyes were up twenty one nothing at that point. It's not like they were in any jeopardy. But the fact of the matter is that guy's story is incredible, and I can't believe that we're living in a world where a guy who could, who's an inch away from being gone, and I don't mean off the football team, I mean off the earth, right. uh, three months ago, is the best offensive lineman maybe in the Big Ten. Yeah, and and really,
1: I've said this to you before, you could even remove uh, what happened to him over the summer and and simply talk about his development and rise as a senior. He's never played at this level before. Now, certainly what you're talking about uh, makes it 10, right. 100 Ma- times more impressive. He was executing something that Larry Johnson will have taught him from day one, that matched the hand. You hear those uh, rushmen talk about it all the time. It was a perfect teaching tape. The fact that he was able to tip it up to himself and catch the interception, I mean, you almost never see that happen. Uh, an incredible play an incred- and it was kind of fitting since Larry Johnson's the interim head coach for this game, which is one of 50 more storylines that we could probably dive into on Rapid Reaction brought to you by Byers Auto. But it was kind of fitting that a defensive lineman, lineman would make a play to get him that win, set him up for the Gatorade bath. Um, big time play from him. Uh, Pete Warner was continued to be a, a dominant force, does not get enough attention. Trey Sermon had that breakout game that I've been talking about coming for a long time. Uh, that touchdown pointing to his wrist, it was finally time for him to break loose. Um, you, know, I, you could keep going. Sean Wade with a great pick when Ohio State needed it to just kind of put that game away. Right.
0: At the moment when you started to go, no, not yeah. the second half yeah. again after Chris Olave fumbles. And that's, I mean, if we're talking about weird little storylines that have been interwoven in this season, the fumble issues with Chris Olave are – Shocking! Yeah, they're very um, strange, and they're all the exact same play almost. It, it, it's something about he, when he's over the middle, he's twisting and turning that he's going to have to work on. But clearly, the next play, Sean Wade makes a diving interception. Michigan State playing with their backup quarterback and and, and came out and they really changed. Why the is tempo. that guy their backup? I mean, quarterback. good lord, are you kidding me? How bad? Is, how good is Rocky Lombardi in practice, or how bad uh, is, is Clayton uh, Thorn? Thorne. Thorn. Thorn. How good? How bad is he in practice? Because that was. Not even close when we were watching, and I don't mean to, to bag on Rocky Lombardi, but that guy we talked about, he, he is not a Big Ten caliber quarterback. And uh, clearly, the way that he was throwing the ball early in the game, he looked like a guy who was like, I'm going to throw it before I get hit every single play.
1: Yeah, um, Ohio State front seven certainly was making him uncomfortable as well. You um, you know, you could And you could try to take this with a grain of salt. You, you build that big lead uh, with Lombardi in there and the limits, the clear limitations of what they could do offensively. Again, that doesn't really matter. Ohio State still had to go out and prove it. If if you're going to be critical of the way they played in the second half against Rutgers, then you have to appreciate what they did without a tough ball and without Josh Proctor. You know, playing some younger guys uh, in this game, you have to tip your hat to Dallas Gant and Pete Warner and Baron Browning and, and everybody down that list and give them credit for what they did today. If you're going to be critical of a couple of weeks ago, then you have to do the same thing and praise
0: for what they did today. Um, and it's fair to be critical. I mean, the, yeah. we, we, as we talked about at the end of the second half of that Indiana game, that was bad football. And the Buckeyes today could have taken the foot off the gas from an emotional standpoint they obviously tried to slow things down with the offense they weren't trying you know justin fields I'm, i i would love to know if he just said to kevin wilson i need to throw one more pass before <laughs> i leave this game and threw the touchdown pass to olave down the sideline and then was pulled out and then of course cj stroud uh mayan williams i talked about Mayan williams already. You did. I, i'm telling you i really believe Mayan williams is, is a guy that Buckeyes fans are going to love over these next few years and you
1: know we'll talk about this more next week those situations Stroud, what he needed to build for the future, what he showed keeping that football. Mayan Williams was running extremely hard. You just wonder how different things would have looked if those guys got to play a normal September. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and I don't mean to take any attention away from what I said about Trey Sermon, because that was legit. And there's sort of, this is why, I guess, Ohio State's playing both he and Master Teague. You find out which one's got the hot hand, and you write it, and that was Trey Sermon, uh, certainly more than Master Teague today. Um, it worked. Um, when you're trying to spin that forward now into next week, there's a lot of uncertainty. I talked to uh, a number of people around the program. Uh, they don't have any real confidence that the game is going to play be played as scheduled. Uh, there was also a story in the Detroit Free Press on Friday night that was citing three sources within that program that do- they don't believe that they will be ready to play um, next Saturday. So. Yeah, That's, so it's
0: Michigan week, but it's also not Michigan week because we genuinely tr- have no idea who's, who the Buckeyes are playing next Saturday. And
1: normally you would have these post-game press conferences as you head into the regular season and all the questions, all right, now do you immediately turn your attention to the game? Like, Ohio State can't do that. A, a, they wanted to play a game and celebrate a win, so uh, after a couple weeks without that opportunity, they were going to make the most of it. Um, here's what I know at this point. Um, the Big Ten is not expected, at, as of right now, To have any conversations about changing the six game minimum uh, to qualify for the Big Ten championship game. That being said, they are going to, they are aware, if they don't want to change that rule, that they have to do everything possible to allow Ohio State to play next week. This isn't about, you know, doing a favor to Ohio State. It is for the good of the league that their best team with a college football playoff chance and all the money that that brings and, and prestige and everything that goes with that, they are aware of that. So, as you look at it, it would not be a situation that, in my understanding, that Minnesota, if they can't play, that Ohio State would just take Nebraska. You're probably looking at some moving pieces here. Could be a chance for Ohio State to get that rescheduled game uh, against Maryland. Uh, Potentially that would be at Maryland just the way it was supposed to be earlier this season. This is going to be a decision that cannot linger very long into the week. There's going to be a conversation uh, amongst athletic directors uh, and presidents. Uh, We'll be uh, involved in the loop at some point Uh, tomorrow. And monday and they need status reports of where michigan is if they are on the same track that ohio state was and can slowly turn that back into um, a potential practice by tuesday or wednesday then you hold you hold steady a little bit but they can't let this drag into the middle of the week ohio state and the big ten they all know that they need to get them to six games so so put a pin in that one uh but that's likely what we're talking all about right.
0: is something has to change yeah. uh ohio state needs to be in the Big Ten championship game. That is for the good of the league, as Austin said. So something has to change, whether it's the six-game minimum uh, win or six-game minimum total or the refusal to reschedule canceled games. That will have to change. Something has to change because the Buckeyes need to play a sixth game at this point, and we'll we'll find out, I guess, probably as early as Monday or Tuesday as to what, what the league is going to do. If a decision
1: is made on Monday, then that would mean that Michigan is comfortable that their numbers are coming down. Um, uh, if if we're talking about Tuesday, then we're probably talking about a change in schedule. We'll have to. We'll we'll of course keep you updated with anything we hear. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of information, a lot of feedback today uh, by seeing some people around the program socially distanced and with these masks on. Uh, they took that very seriously, and uh, Ohio State certainly does as well. Coming off of what they did uh, with the COVID protocols and getting back to work and getting back to winning a game, anything else that you need to get into rapid
0: reaction? By no, I, I just think it's important for people to understand. We Again, we talked about it after the Indiana game. The things that this, these kids and these coaches have had to go through this year to come out and play the way that they did today, we, we've harped on them all year about not putting a four-quarter game together. To finally do that with everything else that, that could have been a distraction, I just think that it's Again, we, we talk about the culture here at Ohio State all the time, and you see it in full effect today because, as I said, n- almost 95% of the teams in the country would not have been able to do what the Buckeyes did today. Not only just playing the game, but playing a great game, a, a 520 yards of offense, uh, shutting down the run game again for the second straight game. They, they just keep going, and uh, I, it's really, really special for, to see what they're doing. I'm so sorry. No, no problem. Uh, it's a stylish
1: stylish win uh, for Ohio State. They moved to 5-0 and in position uh, still in the Big Ten race and in the college football playoff race. This was a dominant performance, 52-12, to over the Michigan State Spartans. He's Burn. I'm Austin Ward. This has been Rapid Reaction. We don't know who that guy was. We He was just our special guest. Uh, and he's talking about Justin Fields, too, just like we are. 52-12, Buckeyes win. Into the final week of the regular season, we'll have a lot more coverage coming for you at Letterman Row. We will see you there.